0: You're listening to the awesome podcast network. Welcome back to a tasty new episode of 80s Revisited. See what I did there? Got a request this week, Cannibal Holocaust. Came out February 7th, 1980, 12 days before the original frontman Bon Scott of ACDC died after a night of heavy drinking, which I also had last night, so <laughs> I'm in a little Bon Scott mood myself, mm. though I'm still, thankfully, alive. But all that and more coming up this week on 80s Revisited.
1: This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris.
0: Driving through Texas. Picking up hitchhikers. Oh shit, one of them's a cannibal and it's a holocaust. Now they're eating my wife and my dog. Now they're starting to eat meat roasting over logs it's a cannibal holocaust texas you've been recording yeah oh we will just going
1: okay okay yeah that, that was well, the uh through all your research of this movie, I guess you found like, the hidden lyrics yes, for this particular song.
0: Undisclosed, never-before-released yeah. lyrics until yeah. this podcast version. <sighs> Welcome back, everybody, to Age Visited. I'm your host, Trey Harris. With me, as <laughs> always, my loyal producer, the holocaust of my cannibal, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. And we've, I've never had to do this, but I do feel that I need to say this about before we talk about this film. If you haven't seen this film, be warned that if you do want to watch it, for the podcast, and you happen to listen to this some of it before, it contains actual scenes of animal cruelty, and it's yeah. You don't if you, <laughs> if you're not good with gore, do not watch this film. It's not a fun movie. Not fun. Betray. You it's just, unrated. <laughs> exactly like the Toxic Avenger, which <laughs> means it's appropriate for all audiences. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh god. Now I've seen this. This is the third time I've ever seen this movie. Oh, watching geez. it for the podcast, so of course, okay with it. The, <laughs> well, the first time, this is one you always hear about or in horror movie circles. Like, oh, you Campbell Holocaust banned. They thought it was real, and all these animals get killed, and they thought the people got murdered too. So it had a It still does have a mystique to it, mm. you know. And then you watch it, like, okay, I don't know, I need to see it again. And I can't remember why I watched it the second time. Maybe it was a better quality version from a VHS off eBay or something. i don't remember. Yeah, still, whatever, and then figured might as well watch it one more time for the podcast and be very critical about it, pay attention to things. But anyway, let's get to the who, what, when, where. Cannibal Holocaust, released February 7th, 1980, in Italia. Uh, IMDb gives it a 6.0. Rotten Tomatoes, 65% critics, 62% audience, $100,000 estimated budget, no information on opening or domestic. However, over the course of this film's history, it has grossed over $200 million worldwide. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in Japan, it grossed $21 million, becoming the second highest grossing film of that time after E.T. Spielberg's E.T. So in, in, in 1980 in Japan, the two highest grossing movies were E.T. and Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was directed by... Uh, now, I, I, I am 25% Italian... But naturally, obviously, I don't speak it. So I apologize to me Familia for butchering some of these names, (laughs) if that's the case. Uh, It was directed by Reguero Derado. Uh, He also did Jungle Holocaust and The Barbarians. Uh, It was written by Gianfranco Clerici. He did Murder Rock and Don't Torture a Duckling. Perhaps a... Rebuke to this film's Animal Torture. Uh, And it starred Robert Kerman as Professor Harold Monroe. He was uh, the tugboat captain in Spider-Man, and he was also in Debbie Does Dallas. And he thought this film would be a nice entryway to get him out of porn Uh. and to do something a little more critically acceptable. So, uh, not torture porn, but, uh, well, basically, a shock film would be uh, better for his career, I guess. Uh, Francesca Ciardi was Faye Daniels. She was in Death Walks and Farewell, Moscow. There's a reason you haven't heard any of these people before. Or since, uh, for the most part. Uh, Perry Perkinen was Jack Anders. He was in City of the Living Dead, which is a uh, Fulci film, which is actually pretty... It's a pretty great uh, old-school Italian horror film. Uh, He was also in a movie called Cruel Jaws. Uh, I imagine the Italian version of... (laughs) Jaws. (laughs) Jaws. <laughs> uh, Luca Barbaresi was Mark Tommaso. He was in the International and the Mercury Conspiracy. Again, if you haven't seen any of these, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, mm. Let's see. Salvatore Basile was Chaco Lasojos. He was in Cobra Verde and Banana Joe. Kind of a animal and uh, color theme there, I guess. Uh, and Ricardo Fuentes was Lieutenant Ochoa. Nothing else. And Carl Gabriel York was Alan Yates. He was in Apollo 13 and Idle Hands. So, again, Hmm. there's honestly there's nobody of note in this film whatsoever.
1: Well, the guy who did the music that we started with uh, did a lot of uh, Tarantino music.
0: Oh, really? Riz Ortolani. Ortolani.
1: He's known for Kill Bill and Glorious Bastards, Django. But he Hmm. died three years ago. Hmm. I'm just seeing if it said, to. but you can definitely hear it in that opening thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it can hear like it has like I can hear tones of Django, like yeah. certain musical cues, like the and uh, Kill Bill Volume Two, definitely. Yeah, it makes sense. I Want yeah. to like check that out to see exactly what he contributed to it. Oh, and Drive too. Yeah, interesting. So he's the biggest star of this film, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It's the music, <laughs> yeah. and that's honestly one of the one of the mo- things I mainly. There's two things I remember about this film. That song, like if I hear that song, it's very distinct. Like, oh yeah, that's, cannibal, that's the theme from *Cannibal Holocaust*. Mm-hmm. But then the chick with the pole lipper ass, like oh. uh, Vlad Tepes, except in the middle of the Amazonian. Before they shot that scene, was like, "You're gonna be a star after this <laughs> if you survive." <laughs> if you survive. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about this film. Uh, before uh, the Blair Witch Project, before uh, Paranormal Activity. Uh, before Cloverfield, before any other found footage type film, they all trace back their lineage in that genre to Candle Holocaust. So Mm. it goes regardless of how you feel about this film, either just from hearing us talk about it or reading up about it or having actually seen it, uh, whether you love it, hate it, find it despicable, find it horrible, or think it's your favorite movie ever for whatever reason, it is a valid piece of cinema history in a lot of ways. It, it's an important film in a, it started a genre, which has obviously this film made 200 million worldwide. Blair Witch Project was a huge hit. Paranormal Activities on 18 sequels. So, uh, you can all think that pretty much for Cannibal Holocaust, but, uh, basically the premise of the film, they find this footage of this crew that went to the, uh, actually to tie it into a recent film, uh, and speaking of inglorious bastards, Eli Roth's *Green Inferno*. That's where they go in this in *Cannibal Holocaust* to find this tribe uh, with the footage and all that, and then all the stuff that happens in it. Uh, which uh, it's like I said, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. This isn't a fun film. It's not like.
1: Mm. Mm, excuse me. It's not full of laughs.
0: Yeah, you're not gonna. You know, it's not something you watch. Oh, it's You know, it's uh, October. Let's watch some uh, horror films. This isn't one that I would watch. <laughs> you know, there's, so many, there's so much more fun, great films to watch. But again, it's just like, that's not a, that's not a bad thing for this film. Because, uh, like, for example, uh, you know, we were talking about this. We went and saw Dunkirk, and like, yeah, you know, I'll watch it one or two more times. That doesn't mean it's not a great film, but there's like a uh, Moonlight, one best picture, fantastic film. I don't ever need to watch it again. But I, understand, I know that it's a great film, worthy of Best Picture, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I know Cannibal Holocaust is an important film, a controversial film. I don't ever need to watch it again.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Except for those three times you've yeah. lost.
0: <laughs> Curiosity, <laughs> higher definition, research for the podcast. Uh, okay. I will not add a fourth viewing for leisure in that. But, uh, again, the biggest thing about this film is that when it came out in Italy, they actually, the director had to, like, was brought to court and had to prove that the people the, uh, people in the found footage aspect of the film were still alive and not actually murdered.
1: Such a different time back then. Yeah.
0: Well, again, this is, this is completely unheard of. It's
1: like the War of the Worlds type of thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, honestly it is. But then think back. Same thing with the Blair Witch Project. They had people that was right when the internet was readily accessible to more people to where people thought it was real. People showed up in Burkittsville, wherever it was, like wanting to hand out flyers and help find these missing people. And wow. it's, you know, it, it still happens. Uh, but anyway, so, and he did produce some, you know, like, yeah, this actors, this was, this was a movie. You know, none of this was real aside from animals getting killed on screen. No, humans were killed on screen. Mm. Uh, for real. Uh, at least that we know of. Uh, but yeah, this this isn't a, it's not a bad film. It's just, it's not, I don't know, this is, <laughs> thanks Ben. Thanks Ben, uh, the Asia Mania podcast. Uh, he requested it, by the way, that we cover it for Halloween, but I already have the theme for Halloween, and this does not fit in that theme. Right, 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 And Ben posted on Facebook a few weeks ago, like, He's feeling kind of sad, so like I'll do his request on the next episode. But of course, we had vacation, so <laughs> but better late than never, right? Yeah, it's all for yeah. you, Ben. He's feeling better now. Yeah, I'm sure, and I can. He, I know for a fact he is because I see his posts on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> and everything. So, and recent episodes of the podcast, the Asia Mania podcast, by the way, first plug for it this episode. But yeah, it's just there's really not much to say about the film just because it's not to make people curious about it. Because again, I don't necessarily recommend you go watch it unless you know, a you have a, you, you really love horror movies, and you have a strong stomach, because it's, it's it is unsettling. It's it's honestly to me, it's probably the most disturbing movie I've ever seen, and I say mm. that because there's actual animals being killed in it. Yeah, uh, which you know that's never you know I don't like I, I don't like watching anything die except you know well, you are an exterminator Jesse, so yeah. you're probably like oh I'm gonna watch this. this well, what animals? Are- Funny you should ask that, (laughs) because let me see. uh, Hmm. Let me see. Uh, The list... Okay, let me jump ahead a bit. The animal deaths in the movie are all real. The list of dead animals includes a Cody Mundi, a yellow spotted river turtle, a snake, a tarantula, a young pig, and two squirrel monkeys. The monkey killing scene was shot twice, so two monkeys were killed for the scene. And the dead animals, however, were given to the tribe for food. So they weren't wasted, but they were murdered... I say murdered, but they were killed on camera for... Yeah, shock value for the camera but then they were used well, at least they were used they weren't just so it, thrown in pile yeah I mean it's you know so you, you can justify it in a sense but at the same time I don't need to see that you know it's like faces of death where they show like with sure. the cows getting their throats cut and all that like yeah, okay okay I'm, yeah I'll, I'm gonna go eat a hamburger tomorrow but I don't need to see I don't I don't need to see that True. Sure. you know I saw oh, I saw No Country for Old Men that gave me the perfect visual yeah cool great thanks hmm. got it no need no more but yeah, uh, the, the first time I saw this movie, you know, again, it was just so much. Or as you know, as you begin, you know, everybody has their journey through movies. You know, from a, a child, you know, I always, I always loved horror movies. I love being scared. You know, some people hate horror movies. You know, loved action movies. Some people love you know war movies. They have their genres. So as you're like you know getting your training wheels, so to speak, in the horror genre, this is a film that is. You know, if you're a horror fan, you definitely should watch this movie if you haven't because it's sort of like, yeah, you, 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 this is the granddaddy of them all in mm-hmm. terms of like found footage and shock, you know, shock films. Because uh, uh, I mean, it was banned for years in multiple countries. Uh, more on that a little bit later. But, you know, uh, just in like, you know, when you talk, uh, as the internet came about, it became more widely like, you know, talked about and the mystique of it grew, at least, you know, here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. For a young man of my age at the time, mm. uh, to like, wow, this is just this sounds crazy. Like, no way, that can't be a real movie. Like, they thought these people died. This must be some really good effects. Yeah, is. <laughs> it's very effective. You know, and like those, those, especially like the Italian horror movies, uh, like a lot of Suspiria with Argento. See, like Fulci stuff. You know, the effects are so brutal. And just gross. Like, I mean, they would use actual animal guts from slaughterhouses and stuff, which American films do too. But I mean, a lot of the films of around this time in the horror genre were just, you know, they had that 70s feel to them still, like just that dirty, just gritty. I need to take a bath after I watch this film kind of thing. And that's how I felt after watching this again. Like, <laughs> all right, I need to clean my eyes with something. So let me go watch a Moana on Netflix or something <laughs> and just get my mind off of. Things, But then, of course, uh, Save me, the, Rock. the first thing in Moana, the chicken and the pig. Like, oh, I just watched, I just watched your parents get killed. Uh, I picked the wrong movie to watch. But uh, I'm not hating on the film. It's, it's an important film. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a bad film, but it's just not, this isn't, you know, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get off work there. I'm going to watch Cannibal Holocaust again. You know, it's not like, that. it's not that type of film. It, it, for most people, it's a one and done. Yeah. You know, you, you said you've, you've seen it. You've done your duty. It's a well-done film for what it is. Again, the effects are fantastic. It's, you, know, you look at the thing, and that's, they're bringing this otherworldly, shape-shifting thing to horrific life. This is more about, like, this is brutality of... Realistic brutality. Like, the, uh, one of the most famous scenes is, like I mentioned before, is a, a woman that's impaled right up through the, between the legs, coming out the mouth. It looks fantastic on screen, Uh, And it's actually a real actress, but she's sitting on the... Like, she's sitting on the... They rigged the bicycle seat or some sort of seat that you can't see to where she's sitting on. And then she's just holding the top part in her mouth and staying still. Yeah. But, it I mean, it's exceptionally effective. And that comes down to, like, the directing and the, the special effects and all that. So the technical aspects of this film for what it is at this time are undoubtedly amazing. Aside from actually when they you know, murder animals. Uh, again, mm. murder, I'm not, I'm, I'm not PETA. I just, I'm using that to say uh, when they kill the animals on screen. But you know what? Just don't need to see that. Mm. That's just me. I don't like to see it. You know. It's just like, uh, it, what's the, one of the rules of you know, film? You want to make somebody hate the villain, have them kill a dog? That works for me. If I, you, anytime in the movie you hear that, Arr! that yelp of a dog dying or something, yeah. immediately like, a person must die. Right. <laughs> or a thousand deaths. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, let's go on some trivia so I can kind of speed this up a little bit. <laughs> not that I don't want to talk to everybody. It's just, again, this isn't my favorite movie to talk about. Sure. It's so, we're talking about a lot, a lot of realistic... It's kind of a horrible, bummer. Realistic, yeah, it's not <laughs> a happy movie. Again, there's, it, there's no release to this film except mm-hmm. that it's over. Uh, ten days... Oh, here, here's some more of the facts about it. Ten days after its premiere in Milan... It was seized by the Italian courts, and the director was arrested and charged with obscenity. He was later charged with murdering several actors on camera and faced life in prison. Yes, this is all real. This is the movie I want to see. Like the
1: People are weird in the 80s. Like, what was it? Kid and Play's album had the same court case against them. Kid and um, Play? The one with... Um, of course, now that I say that, I don't have any of that research in front of me. Um. Yeah, the one with... What was their popular song?
0: I just remember them from House Party. (laughs) I can't name you a Kid and Play song, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. I can pick them out of a crowd, but I can't name a single song that they Uh,
1: did. Like Me So Horny song.
0: Oh, wait. That was uh, Two Live Crew, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I remember that, where they they got banned. That
1: was it. Why did I say Kid and Play? I guess
0: because of the movies. (laughs) That's (laughs) what I was thinking of. Oh, no, no. Hold on, wait. Two Live Crew was Pop That Coochie. Or, yeah. No, that and Me So Horny. I think it was both, the, or I don't know. We'll, we'll, oh, boy. We'll get to the bottom of this real quick for early 90s. Two Life Crews, okay. Me So Horny. Okay. Yeah. 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 Me So Horny.
1: Yeah. yeah was that the song that uh, the controversy?
0: Yeah. Because that was their whole deal. It was like it was super controversial.
1: And that was just like the time. popular hit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in the 80s, the point is, in the 80s, I think there's they're not alone. Yeah. With other cases coming against people that want to take them down. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, Well, uh, Judas Priest with uh, the suicide stuff with uh, some people, uh, some kids kill themselves and Judas Priest had to go into court. like, Oh, yeah. That was
1: always the the belief, like, back in the day when people talked about that. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, this, and also, that's why the 80s were such a great decade. This was very transitional. I mean, this stuff was brought to the forefront and like, oh, yeah, okay, this is stupid. Let's, let's kind of get this worked out <laughs> in society. <laughs> of course, it's still not worked out, but I mean, you know, it, it, well, you know, it's, it's stuff like this still happens today in, in a sense. I mean, not like quite so much obscenity. Well, I mean, no, in the you know, you had stuff like this in the 80s and the 90s, you had Manson, Marilyn Manson, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, you know, Eminem at the same time, you know, uh, gangster rap in the 90s was like, you know, oh, scaring people, you know, all that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, Fresh Kid Ice That's why I was getting it confused Cause the guy <laughs> That's one of the members That's the member Fresh Kid Ice Oh he Kid died Ice. recently too he I remember hearing died. that on that's the why.
0: Facebook Yeah
1: Yeah and that's why I remember hearing that story Fresh Kid Ice Yeah And that's why I thought Kid and Play
0: <laughs> To clear that <laughs> up folks to, It's easy to see How the How yeah. went that way Yeah
1: But uh Back to Play. Cannibal Holocaust. It would uh, be funny if Kid and played <laughs> with all the movies they were in. <laughs> they did, yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah. Those That's guys why you don't see awful. any more movies because of their because <laughs> of their
0: bad side. <laughs> <laughs> but get this, uh like I said, he was charged with murdering several actors on camera and faced life in prison. The cast had signed contracts with death Cro- <laughs> requiring them to disappear for a year after shooting to maintain the illusion that they died. So this was all orchestrated. Just like the Blair Witch project with the missing like the website, telling people this is real, creating this hype factor for, like, oh, is it real, isn't it? This doubt thing, because you couldn't find anything one way or the other, for the most part, unless you knew how to, you know, again, internet was in in infancy. They even had, like, phone lines for Blair Witch, all sorts of crazy stuff to Mm -hmm. sell the myth and the story. Uh, But anyway, uh, the director, Diotto Deodato, excuse me, I don't know, however you pronounce it, contacted uh, the actors and told them to contact the other three other actors who played the missing team in the film. And when they appeared in court, alive and well, all the murder charges were dropped. <laughs> oh, Roll geez. credits. So... That's uh, After seeing the film, director Sergio Leone, of course, of Spaghetti Western fame... Uh, and of legendary Western director, spaghetti Western director. <laughs> I wrote a letter to the director which stated, Dear Ruggiero, what a movie. The second part is a masterpiece of cinemagraphic realism, but everything seems so real that I think you will get in trouble with all the world. Mm. And that's pretty much, well, maybe not all the world, but a good chunk of it. A very big chunk of the world. Uh, the director also said he based the film on a film that he saw... Excuse me. He based the film on... F- Okay, no, sorry, this was worded... So whoever wrote this, I'm to be just... Let me, let me put this in my own words. Mm. <laughs> he based the film on about a documentary crew who died while investigating camel, ca- camels cannibals in Africa. Uh, the documentary showing the incidents he depicted in the film was destroyed after its discovery. An Italian cable network claimed it had a copy and was going to show it uncut, but it never showed the film, but confirmed they had a copy of the original. So this is based air quotes, which I know you guys and girls can't see on mm. a possible similar real life uh, story yeah for lack of I was trying to think of a different word than that but but uh since there's no actual there's just people saying they have a copy of this legendary documentary where it is real there's nothing actually out one way or another another to even prove it mm. Uh, the director says he now regrets everything he did especially the animal deaths he said once that he wishes he never made the movie whatever yeah You <laughs> made 200 million bro I think you're you're doing pretty good
1: he knows that he did make the movie so yeah.
0: <laughs> it's easy yeah. to say you wish you never did I mean, it's easy to say you didn't want to do like you oh, know maybe I shouldn't have done this and yeah that's fine but no you but you did it <laughs> yeah you were doing it the whole time it wasn't like Oh, I just killed that monkey, but uh, yeah, I really hate that I'm doing this. But uh, can we get another monkey? I, I just didn't get the shot right.
1: The man was like over 40 when he made this. Yeah, so... Or right around 40.
0: So Also, so you it's not like you're a 21-year-old yeah. trying to make your mark in Hollywood or something. Exactly. You know what you're doing, like you said. Uh, he actually intended the natives to eat fake brains from a fake monkey head, but the natives talked him out of it because monkey brains were a delicacy to them. Hmm. So... Uh, There are six unofficial sequels to this film. Which I don't know why there's any. Uh, Immediately after the pig was shot and killed, uh, Carl York, uh, he botched the long monologue that the director wanted him to include in the movie. After rehearsing the line several times and doing fine, York says he screwed up during filming because he heard the pig squeal and die, and retakes weren't possible because only one pig was, quote, allotted to be killed. Hmm. So... You know, it's like that scene in uh, The Dark Knight where Ledger's walking away from the hospital, and they can't, you know, yeah, don't trip time. or fall, or, or even better, you the scene Dust Till Dawn where they're uh, the, walking away from the gas station, and they have all that dialogue as it's blowing up. <laughs> you know, they would have botched the line right there. They have to roll uh-huh. with it, and which I don't, I never read the script or even read any commentary on that scene, but maybe they did, and but I don't know. I but haven't. it's one of those scenes that you can't mess it up. <laughs> we got one take at this; you got to hit it. Uh, Let's see, we talked about the animal deaths already. Uh, The original title for the film would have been The Green Inferno, which of course was Eli Roth's version, basically, of his take on the cannibal holocaust-type film a couple years ago, 2013. That was changed at the last minute to its current title as it was considered more shocking, especially with the word holocaust being in the title because of, you know, the whole uh, Nazi thing. Uh, Of course, Eli Roth made his in 2013 as an intentional homage to Cannibal Holocaust.
1: Mm. Um, This reminds me of a scene that you were actually in, where you were driving a truck and had to drive over a guitar. Oh, yeah. Where you only had
0: one shot at it, and you did it. Yep. (laughs) Well, what can I say? we knew all the stress that was on that. Consummate (laughs) professional. I was also in nothing but my underwear. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to say that. At the same time. (laughs) But yes. That's true. Yeah. Uh, in 2006, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly named Kenneth Holocaust as the 20th most controversial film of all time. Look it up, if you don't mind, Jesse. Just Entertainment Weekly, most controversial films. I'm just curious as to what they put above this.
1: Most And we'll
0: check controversial back Controversial that in a second. Uh, let's see. In 1983, the director of public prosecutions compiled a list of 72 video releases that were not brought before the BBFC for certification. This is all... In England, and declared them prosecutable for obscenity. This is what uh, in, any horror fan knows, this is the, what's called, was you know, historically known as the Video Nasties. Uh, which included, Cannibal Holocaust was one of them, Evil Dead was also a Video Nasty, uh, which was successfully prosecuted and banned. Uh, the film was not approved for release in the UK until 2001 with nearly six minutes of mandated cuts. So the uncut version of Cannibal Holocaust is still not officially Wink wink available in the UK. So even, you know, and that's uh you see that you know, twenty one years after it came out, you got an edited release, official edited release that you can walk to a store and buy. Uh, let's see, is it what do they say in here?
1: Uh, uh the EW site um is terrible. Oh, it's uh, first clicks, clicks, clicks. So clicks. where were they um, It's supposed to be number twenty. Number twenty? Oh, well I think See they they're supposed to be text off to the left, and they and don't even—it even, doesn't even come up. But we can tell that number two, it seems, is Clockwork Orange. Um, this looks like my, one of Michael. That looks
0: like Fahrenheit Nine Eleven.
1: Yeah, probably. And then number four is Deep Throat. And then number five, just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and JFK.
0: Last temptation. Uh, Last temptation.
1: Hmm. Some Man. other thing. Yeah, Man I mean, this this is a shit
0: list. <laughs> And also done in a horrible, horrible yeah, clickbait Clickbait website. There it is. There's it's Cannibal Holocaust. F- yeah. Bonnie and... Cl- okay, whatever. Invalid. Yeah. Invalid.
1: Above Cannibal Holocaust is... What's that? Is
0: that... Oh, uh... Oh, with, oh
1: shit. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Okay. Well, yeah.
0: So... Hmm. Okay. Shit list. Whatever. Yep. I don't agree with their list then, From what I'm seeing At least in that order <laughs> uh, But let's see uh, The film uh, Speaking of Australia uh, With our friend in Tasmania Who requested the film Ben The film was banned in Australia Well he's in, actually in Tasmania Sorry Ben uh, It was banned in Australia Norway Finland New Zealand And several other countries In 1984 uh, In 2005 The Office of Film And Literature Classification In Australia Revoked the ban Finally Passing Candle Holocaust With an R18 rating For the uncut print So 25 years after it came out in Australia, it got an official unedited release in there. And like I mentioned before, this is, you know, you're ever on a trivia contest? This is the first found footage film. All the others go back to this one. Oh, here we go.
1: An update to Entertainment Weekly's 25 most controversial movies ever.
0: Number one, The Passion of the Christ.
1: Controversy. Controversy. Uh, Maybe they mean at the release? I guess. I mean, because number twenty-five, Aladdin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to know why. I don't know why. Because it was DJ Tanner's boyfriend doing the voice of Aladdin.
1: Yes. What? Or I don't. The
0: genie's blue. And the Warriors. What was controversial about the Warriors? Gang violence.
1: (sighs) Who knows? I I mean.
0: I mean, some of these I could I could hundred uh, I can understand Deer Hunter, Birth of a Nation, Last Temptation, JFK, Cannibal Holocaust, yeah, Clockwork Orange. But I mean, come on, I don't know, whatever. I have to, I have to hear like people debate the logic behind some of these.
1: Yep. Hmm.
0: Some of them are yeah, not in the same ballpark.
1: I mean, I remember when everyone lost their shit when Aladdin came
0: out. <laughs> riots in the streets, <laughs> street. protests. We couldn't even get into the theater because <laughs> of the picketing.
1: Yeah. Carpets uh, don't fly.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talking birds. That's sacrilegious. Yes, I have no clue. That's that's interesting. Anyway, shit list. Uh, yep, I agree. Anyway, uh, score wise, me personally, taking into consideration, it's like technical and what the film, you know, first film footage. Everything is technically sound in terms of conveying exactly what the film intends to be. Uh, so that alone gets it a five, on just because it's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with the film. It's all about the subject matter, and it's not my cup of tea. Right. So that's why I'd say it's a five. Mm. You know I don't ever need to watch it again. I have no purpose to. I've seen it three times. Yeah, not a bad film. Just it, this is not for everybody. I'd rather watch Xanadu than watch this movie again,
1: mm-hmm. simply
0: because I don't want to watch animals get killed, and I'll, and you know it's eighty or ninety something minutes of you know, of ri- of brutal gore. It's so you know, uh, whereas I can go watch the thing, and you know you know I hate to use the term fun gore, but I mean you know it's <laughs> it's there. There's different uh, aspects to that type of gore, or like a Friday the Thirteenth where he's you know.
1: You should have something called the Xanadu scale. <laughs> would you rather <laughs> watch that movie or Xanadu? Well,
0: you just created it. Yeah. <laughs> so the Xanadu scale for this episode, it, I would rather watch Xanadu again because... Yeah. It succeeds the Xanadu scale. Does that succeed or fail? It Passes the Xanadu... Pass. No, it fails the Xanadu scale because oh, okay. Xanadu wins. The Xanadu wins. <laughs> again, it, that, that, I'm not saying this; it's not a better film. Right. It's just there's no reason to watch this film multiple times, yeah. in my opinion. There's nothing... So technically amazing about it, it's now. Let's say if you were if you were making a film in this in this genre, yeah, absolutely, it's worth watching and stu- like seeing the ta- the techniques used and how you, study. how you could apply it like that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because it is competently done. For, and again, it's the first one, and it's brutally effective, more effective than anything in Blair Witch or any other uh, numerous found footage films that have come out since. Uh, so that's not taking away from it. It's just. I personally don't ever need to watch it again so that being said uh let's see here back to the future this week uh i had written this with spider-man homecoming we talked about that last week but i did get to see also happy shark week we are recording this on the beginning of shark well. week 2017 happy shark week everybody my one of my favorite times of the year aside from halloween uh just hopefully there's no fake documentaries on Discovery this year. Hopefully they're all real and scientific and educating people, but we'll see. Uh but did see Dunkirk, uh Christopher Nolan's latest. Uh Jesse, you haven't seen it, so this will be not. a spoiler-free review. Uh but what the critics are saying about the film, it's it's they're pretty much right. It's fantastic. It's it's exceptionally well done. Should win the Oscar for best editing this year, because it is so competent, competently put together, and uh, edge of your seat tension. Nolan's a master at that. So, uh, again, without delving into any kind of spoiler territory, it's it, it's definitely worth it. Uh, let's see uh, what else. Oh, uh, Fortnite came out on Xbox, which uh, it's sort of like Paragon in terms of it's a, it's not an actual release, even though they're releasing physical copies, mm-hmm. but it's still like beta. Type situation, it's a like a founder game type situation. Although I've never seen a founder game actually release physical copies.
1: Founder game, what
0: does that like mean? Like where, like you 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 buy it, but you're paying to access it early, and then you get all you know when it you you get the full version when it's released because you already paid for it, but you have access to alpha beta everything. Oh and okay, you feedback. yeah, yeah
1: like um, early release. I mean, yeah. kind of like
0: um, that's exactly this right. game
1: that I'm playing. What's it called? Da, 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 player unknown? PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds yeah, yeah.
0: yeah exactly just like that uh, but it's from Epic Games and they did uh, Paragon which is like a RT, uh, not RTS what's the genre like Heroes of the Storm what oh it that one that
1: we played like for two weeks or you yeah. played for like two weeks I was going to but yeah. then everybody stopped playing it Yeah. Uh,
0: what's what, Heroes of the Storm what type of game is that I can't think of the damn name of it it's a what is it called it's <laughs> a genre I can't think of the name of it <laughs> It's not RDS. It's uh-oh. It's uh, oh my god! A,
1: what I hear I hear listeners speaking. screaming.
0: Oh, what's uh, what the fuck? I I'm drawing brain complete brain fart right now. Oh my god! Well,
1: anywho, <laughs>
0: I'm like, it's just like I'm like, oh, what's it called? M- uh, Moba. That's it. Moba. Yeah. God. I'm pissed off. i myself, like, I know what it's called. I swear I know. I can't think of the damn word.
1: What does MOBA stand for? Multiplayer Online, online Battle, battle arena. arena. Yeah.
0: So those aren't my type of games. <laughs>
1: <That> <laughs> is, I mean, obviously, you didn't know the name of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, Fortnite is sort of like imagine the personality of Borderlands with some minor Minecraft type building. Uh, N I T E.
1: Oh okay. Well, I figured it
0: connect. So like, correct me. You know, you have a instead of you know, you, you over the course of the game you'll uh, harvest in the map, uh, activate to start the hordes, build your fortress, defend it. But it's all in real time. Like, oh, this thing got broken down. Well, you just tap B to go into the build mode, and you could like put you know repair a wall, put up another wall, build different fortifications, put up traps.
1: What system are you playing this? Uh, Xbox. Okay.
0: I wasn't even gonna get it, but some of our friends in the our Halo group. Mm. Uh, Caveman was mentioned getting it, so and I was interested in it, and then everybody kind of got it. So, or I posted about it on the group, and I, like you know, like oh hey, yeah, no caves talking about getting it. and you know, I'm up for getting it. it. Looks fun, and then a couple other people Doing got it. Playing so. multiplayer Minecraft, basically. I mean, because you're <laughs> building in real time, and it, 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 the the menu system it takes a, just a little bit of getting used to, but it's very intuitive to like build what you want while you're fighting off hordes of zombies and stuff. Huh. Uh, so, it,
1: it, so you're only fighting off NPCs.
0: Yeah, there's no like. It is multiplayer Minecraft, <laughs> basically. Yeah.
1: I mean, Minecraft is multiplayer as well, but this is just another. It's nicer looking. I mean, Minecraft is all blocks.
0: but... Yeah, that was kind of its personality too, I guess. But this, it's fun. I haven't played it enough to like give like a review, but it's. It's a. I'm loving it so far. Yeah. It's fun. It's a, a different type of game. It's a new. You know, it's it's a genre blender. Uh, but it works. Pretty well. The only annoying thing is I run out of ammo all the time. You have to craft everything. So, oh shit, I need nuts and bolts to have ammo, and then oh, there might not be any around. So you have to like go melee or just resort on traps and stuff like that. But it's fun. Been playing that. Like I said, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, haven't seen Valerian yet. Want to see it. Atomic Blonde starts this coming week. So next mm-hmm. episode, I'll talk about that one. Can't wait to see that. Oh, no. see, there was one other thing I wanted to mention, but I'm drawing a blank, so I won't. Anyway, did get an email from our good friend, Roger Russell, whom I play Friday the 13th. Me and him have some, had some epic matches last weekend on Friday the 13th, the game, trying to escape Jason Voorhees. But he says, Hey, Trey and Jesse, it's me, Roger. I was a big Sega kid growing up, telling my friends how much better a Genesis was, better, was than the SNES. Me, too, for a time. Uh, Genesis, to me, seemed like a much cooler console here are some here's some more gems because we were last episode we talked about some of our favorite games because uh the genesis released around the time that uh blind fury came out but he's mentioned altered beast which you can play for free on your phone now and it's a fantastic port it still sucks but it's still fun alter beast was amazing at its time it's 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 not it doesn't hold up it's no. still it's still yeah. fun but it's like okay it's a going. cool idea yeah right from your grave. Mm. Uh, Outrun. I loved Outrun. Zero Tolerance. That was awesome. Early, An f- uh, early first-person shooter. Fatal Labyrinth. Never played it, but he mentions in parentheses it's an absolutely great game. Uh, Batman Revenge of the Joker. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Boogerman. Castlevania Bloodlines. Jurassic Park. And he puts in parentheses superior to the SNES version. You're absolutely right. The Genesis Jurassic Park at that time was one of the best-looking games I'd ever seen. Because uh, you had... Uh, of course, this is the... There are no sprites, this is all... Well, I mean, they're, they're, they are sprites, excuse me. You know, but it's the uh, digitized graphic era of Mortal Kombat and that, and the SNES, I mean, uh, the Genesis version of Jurassic Park was awesome. Uh, Earthworm Jim, Vander Holyfield, Real Deal Boxing, that was a great game too. Shinobi 3, the best Shinobi. Uh, Simpsons, Bart's Nightmare, Spider-Man and Venom, Maximum Carnage. If you don't know this one, then you fucking missed out. I do know it, my friend, played it, loved it. Uh, it was one of those I rented a couple of times, never beat it. Uh, I think that was around the time like oh, my uh, our second Genesis controller broke, or like you know the, the cables became frayed. So uh, I had to play it by myself, and we had to take turns with my brother, so then you know, a that second player to back me up. Uh, Splatterhouse Three loves the Splatterhouse series. Techno Super Bowl Three never played that one. Vector Man that was a really awesome game as well. And last but not least, motherfucking WWF Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. the best wrestling game until the N sixty four. Uh, wrestling games in my opinion right uh, so much fun that was one uh, I actually that was I've only owned three sports games in my life not accounting, not counting extreme sports like Tony Hawk mm-hmm. but one was uh, Hoops for Nintendo uh, NES and the other was uh, oh what's the game shit I don't know New League Football ah uh, yeah and then the other one was WDF World Rumble. Mm. And that it was so much fun. And it was the, the best part about it, well, not the best part, but you could set it to where you could just watch the matches so you could just have the computer come in and just, you could watch a match. Yep. Which is always fun. In fact, uh, that wrestling game a few years ago, Jesse, I remember you made All of Us. And for a yep. while there, we had we had our own little <laughs> wrestling promotion in the game. I still with the have belt it. Changing hands and everything. I'll have to
1: break it out for the Halloween party. That'd uh, be fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that does it for this week. Sorry, it's kind of a little bit of a maybe a downer episode, but you know, it's not happy in the jungle. No, it's not. There's a candle Holocaust going on.
1: Please tell me there's a better movie next week. I can't,
0: Jesse. Okay, <laughs> because <laughs> there's another one that. I don't know how it's going to fare on the Xanadu scale. <laughs> oh, boy. But next week, Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. Ah. And, well, that sounds cheerful. You know, and uh, we'll get into it, of course, obviously next week, but this, this was only the second time I've ever watched that film. And I remember watching it for the first time as a kid. The anticipation was Ooh. unbearable. Wanted to see that movie so bad. But you'll have to tune in next week to see what I have to say! And how it holds up when we revisit Garbage Pro Kids the movie. Uh, but don't forget, let us know. If I missed anything or you have any thoughts on Cannibal Holocaust, let us know. 80sRevisited at gmail.com. 80sRevisited at Twitter. Uh, AwesomePods uh, on Facebook, AwesomePods.com. Uh, I think I did all that. I got all of that. Uh, of course, our friends Far and Away, Now versus Nostalgia, John and James in Lafayette. And, of course, again, Ben, three plugs this episode. Wyatt with the Asia Mania podcast. Of course, he requested it, so... There you go, Ben. All for you, my friend. I watched Cannibal Holocaust again just for you. <laughs> just for you. Don't ever ask me to do something like that again. <laughs> yes. How uh, dare no. you. But anyway, so next week, everybody, Garbage Pail Kids movie, and we'll talk about it then. But until then, I remain Trey Harris. Yes, he said it, looking. Cowabunga! <laughs>